What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Dame DNYDC. Two mics up. Back again, Black History Month. Real Talk Conversation Series. Man, we're going to end it off this month. And I'm going to be rocking the mic. Or mics, I should say, with some really close friends. Um, and we're, we're going to do this a little bit differently. Um, you know, this series is all about real talk. And talking about things that are really impactful to us today as a black community we're not doing history we're not doing events we're talking about real things that impact us as a community and the beauty of today's real conversation is you know i'm dealing with some servicemen these gentlemen are brothers of mine that i've gotten to know man some 20 plus years you know to some that have been a couple of years but they're all very impactful to me in the sense that they help keep me grounded they keep it real with me they, they tell me how they feel, you know, whether it's the show, life, anything that we're talking about. And I think that's important that you surround yourself and your circle uh, with people that challenge you, who you are, challenge your thoughts. Because if you're the top of the food chain in your own circle, then there's no room for growth. And you're not really being real to yourself. So today's conversation is really important to me. And I hope you all enjoy it. And, you know, with that being said, you know, let me go ahead and stop talking and stop teasing. And let me bring... Uh, out to to the mics today to join me is uh, my brother Sam Sam Adams. You know some of you have seen him. You know here on the show he's been rocking with me. You know doing that little sports segment, which we're going to be talking about that real soon. Super Bowl's around the corner uh, yes, as sir. we're recording today. You know, we're going to be working on something else. <clears throat> I cannot forget my man. Whoa, this is my man Walter Williams. You know this brother right here. I've probably known the longest out the group. He is actually a sam's brother-in-law and that's how i got to know sam uh two great great gentlemen whoa how you doing today brother i'm good straight out of all benny george <laughs> <laughs> couldn't wait to get that one in we'll, get, we'll, get, to, we'll get that we'll get to that yeah hey, we'll get to that right you didn't say anything else but he had to wrap all with his doors right here. Yeah, i knew, uh, I knew yes, it was sir. coming i knew it was coming so you know how it is, sam. You know? <laughs> and last but not least you know we we like to think of him as the baby of the bunch now so my brother mike anderson mikey what's happening bro yeah chilling chilling it was going uh, See that Mikey. Barry White? <laughs> Come in here real smooth, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. yeah. So, so look, without without really taking too much time, I want to allow you all to to introduce yourselves to you know to the audience that's watching. You know, just give a take a quick minute to introduce yourself, give a little background about yourself before we jump in today to today's conversation. So, starting at my top right, I'm gonna go ahead and start with Sam. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself, bro. All right. Well, hello, world. Y'all know me, Sam Adams. Uh, what do we do now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> backdrop, you know, uh, y'all know I recently retired. Uh, ever since then, I've been handling training and development at a current firm or a company here. Uh, other than that, uh, avid gamer, uh, cook, um, just all around good guy. That's all I got. Yeah. Sam, Sam was in there making making one rib. 
He was in there. One real. One real. He was in there. How much for one real? One real. No sauce on it either. It's so hard to make one rib than a whole rack. It takes technique. It takes technique. So, uh, hard skills. <laughs> so next up, I'm going, hey, well, uh, take a moment, man, and introduce yourself. Since we already know where you're from, but go ahead and take take a moment. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm Wolf. And uh, like Dame said, you know, we've known each other the longest. Uh, last year, I think it would be, would have been 30 years. 30 yep, 30 years, years last year. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. You know, we both migrated to uh, this Northern Virginia area. He came from the North. I came from the South. And uh, with the help of my brothers, you know, I uh, finally, finally was able to settle down, you know, and do the right thing. <laughs> and <laughs> unlike, unlike the other two here, you know, I, uh, you know, went in the military younger, mm-hmm. the late 80s. But, you know, uh, enjoyed my time in there and uh, I'm enjoying my time here, you know, hanging out with my fam here. That's right. Well, I appreciate you, bro, man. Thank you for taking time out of your your schedule to sit here and chop it up with me. And definitely, last but not least, uh, Mr. Mike Anderson, you know, the golden voice, the, the Barry White of the group, the, the baby of the group. Mike, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. All right, well, I'll kick off the evening vibes. <laughs> like, uh, Mike Anderson, uh, 38. I was in the military for about seven years, um, Air Force. And uh, I know these fine gents for what going on six for Woe, about five for Dame, five, four for Dame and Sam. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, right now in cybersecurity, in the military, I was doing construction. So bit of a pivot. Yeah, big pivot. And I think that's important, though. I, and I wanted to, you know, like I said, let you gentlemen kind of give some background because I think it's important. Um, we talked about it, you know, before we got on. A lot of times uh, we don't get to see this type of collective, um, a, a positive image of black men who have done uh, come from different paths, obviously, mm-hmm. um, yep. but have made their way, be, become successful uh, throughout different paths of life. The career you gentlemen have uh, been able to use your service time in, in, the, in the armed services to really help better yourselves. And I think that's an important message that a lot of people get to see. Um, but I, I do want to start out. Uh, just by talking about, you know, a lot of men and women who have served in the military um, have seen a lot of racial prejudice. I'm pretty sure you all may have at, at different points experienced it or seen it. Um, and this is going, I'm talking about over over time, uh, the history of the armed, service, armed services. But I'm curious to know what each of your experiences were like while you served. And I'm going to go ahead and start, Mike. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and kick. Uh, well, you want to start? Go ahead. Well, yeah, go ahead. yeah. And 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 the reason I want to start is because, like I said, you know, I started way before the other two. Okay. You know, before mm-hmm. Mike and Sam, and so I think things have changed since. Okay. I was in. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, being in the Navy, mm-hmm. I felt you know being being stationed on an aircraft carrier with mm-hmm. the you know at certain times out when we we're deployed there were over six thousand guys. Wow. All right. I honestly can say that I did not feel I didn't see I did not Mm. did not experience any prejudice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, unlike the other branches, because Mm -hmm. like the Navy, the Navy, you're advanced according to the scores for tests that you take. You know, the Navy take a test every March and September, I think it is. And Mm -hmm. so you're advanced according to those 
scores. Got you. Unlike the others, you know, where it is you are advanced according to your achievements mm. and things like that. Hmm. But once I left the carrier, I went to a prestigious command. I'm not going to name them. Okay. But I went to a prestigious Navy, naval command, and out of, I'm going to say, 45 people that work there, there was only three people of color. Oh, wow. Wow. Only three. Wow. And I know that I got the position because my aunt, who was in the Navy, knew the people you know, at that command, mm -hmm. she put in a good word for me. She asked me if I wanted to, uh, you know, to apply. And I was like, I don't even know who these people are. Right. You know, right. <laughs> it was my first four years in. I'm like, I don't even know who they are. But she was like, yeah, put it, put in, you know, put in your application. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that I got it because they knew her. Wow. wow. But yeah, that out of 40 something people, you know, uh, stationed at that command, it was only three of us. That was it. I mean, that, that. I mean, I find not to say I find that I run that that's like you say in your time in the era that you went, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I don't think we, we weren't living in, like you said, today's time or as time progressed. And I'm right. curious to know then, you know, maybe for because I think so from your time, then, Sam, you're kind of like in between, you know, the two. So I'm curious to know then maybe from your experience, what was it like for you while you served? I mean, you got to understand, I spent like four decades from the Ooh. 90s to the 2000s, then Ooh. the 2010s, and then the 2020s. Mm. Um, and it's, it was cool. But mm. then you have to think about it like it's all about, like Will said, like for the Army, it's about what unit you go to. Okay. Um, because you have your different jobs within the Army as far as. Uh, combat arms uh, right. support, whether it's uh, HR, like I was in HR, mm -hmm. um, if you were logistics. And normally when you go to more of your support um, units or specialties, mm -hmm. you have more minorities there. So mm -hmm. the norm was like, it's okay. But then like in the mid 2000s, I ended up in an MP unit, mm -hmm. which was totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just like well said, now you become uh, the minority and they come from a different cloth mm. and then it's a different responsibility too because you start seeing those trends mm. like i could get hemmed up and i probably would get ucmj or even kicked out wow but then you might have a person uh, opposite color of me probably do the same thing if not worse right and it's like well he's a pt stud or you know uh you know he has a tour underneath his belt let's go ahead and kind of you know i don't want to say shun it but you know let's give him a second opportunity so right you know, just like with everything, even in corporate America, like we're cut from a different cloth and mm. we know the responsibility that we have because if we mess up, we just know those repercussions would be a whole lot different than our counterparts. So yeah. you have to walk different. You yeah. have to talk different. You have to, you just know that spotlight would be on you more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's basically the same uh, as if you were out here civilian, even in the civilian world, you're kind of looking at a lot of the same uh, uh, shine under the light, if you will. Correct. Mm. Yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen plenty of dudes. Like, I, I have a gang of folks. I mean, we're still cool to this day, but like their span was like maybe two, three years tops, mm. and that was just because yeah, they did something wrong. Um, whether it was failing a PT test, failing a urinalysis, or something like that, something happened, but there was no second chance given. Mm. 
but I've seen second chances happen for, to for others. For others, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll say that. We'll term. say yeah, no, that means <laughs> yeah. right. I'm gonna keep it peachy because I want, I want you know, you guys, <laughs> right, I want, right. I want you, you know, calling <laughs> yeah. out nobody or nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> well, I'm gonna go AC, hey, 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 and this yeah. is a different conversation. Um, just for the simple fact that I'm out now, so right, and that's what I say. You're out now, and I mean, you know, well, you know, you're all out now. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's a little bit different. Well, yeah, it's a little bit different. I get it. What's up, Will? You know, hey, Dave, let me go back. I, as, as Sam is talking, and uh, you know, I'm thinking back. I and I said I did not experience any racism while while I was on the ship, but I was wrong because I remember in the late '80s we could not congregate as black men because at the time there were only men on the ship. There were no females. If it was three or four or more of us, that was a problem. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. That was a problem. And there was a time, I mean, when we went on our, our six month deployment, we couldn't, you know, in the late eighties, you know, you was having the high top fades and things. Right. No, 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 no. They told us we could not wear, we couldn't have that type of hairstyle. Now, you know what? And I'm think I'm, I'm remembering this. Right, now. right, right. They were like, you can't have that type of hairstyle and going out and representing the Navy and at these, that, in these different countries. And that was, was that specific though to, to men of color? That, yes, that it was. Yes, it was. It's the same, but well, it was the same thing now, but they changed the regulations now. So, mm beforehand uh the texture of your hair braids yeah you know, they, they they went on like a winch hunt with women what? about like dreads and everything because they said that it was like faddish and everything so wow. you had you know they had to fight just to keep dreadlocks or to keep box braids or box braids or, or natural hair yeah mm-hmm. uh, for for people of color for people yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> so just as long as the regulation of, was applicable to the others it was fine but then when it came to us and having standards, it was totally different. Wow. The sad part is they've had to create laws that says you can't discriminate against someone because of the the hairstyles that they have. You know what I mean? And it it is directed specifically to us, to people of color. That's crazy. So, so Mike, I'm here because you're, you you know, you're probably the most recent, if, if you will, uh, uh, you know, along with Sam, probably to, to, to you know, in your service. Um, but what, what was it like for you and your experience while you were serving? Well, it was a bit more covert than from oh, what wow. I'm hearing. Right. Um, it wasn't as as direct. And at the same time, it was copious amounts of ignorance. Wow. Because I guess we, um, coming in, everybody's pretty young. And it wasn't to be inherently racist. It was just people knew each other were other. Oh. And uh, would take advantage of their privilege in whatever format. Mm. Now, what made it the the time when I when I saw the the difference between a privilege within the military right. to an actual exhibition of racism was actually Mississippian Tech School, mm. where um, one of the guys who was in my squadron yeah. he had family in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And everything was cool, you know. I couldn't really tell the difference of people I didn't like or people who didn't like me for any reason other than just personal preference. Right. Until a group of us who hung out on base, um, the two black guys, me and this other fellow, we they were like, "Yeah, you don't want to come where we're coming." Mm-hmm. And I took it as individual offense, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, is it an issue with you and I?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Nah, <laughs> my family really don't like black people." Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so it 
it took me aback because I, I can't really have an issue with you because it seemed like everything was cool or maybe right. this was something that was a residual issue you had mm-hmm. and it just didn't come up to the forefront and i don't know if he's protecting me of saying right. that so right. at, at first I'm like, I, I didn't really know how to gauge this, this <laughs> running right, right. now do, do i go ham on this dude or what like yo like for real like, yo. right because right. <laughs> he's kind he's of he's trying to protect me at the same right. time right you know so um it, it was one where I, it reminded me that this is real, especially mm-hmm. uh, most of my life experiences. I weren't, I wasn't in places where it was majorly white oh. in that in that essence. Because right. talking about New York, Jamaica, Miami, mm-hmm. now I'm in Mississippi. I only hear stories mm-hmm. of that, that type of racism, <laughs> you know. So getting that in the military, I'm like, oh, it, it is like that. It is it's like, just that. like that. Mm. <laughs> oh, so, so I'm yeah, curious but, to know because I, I see both you and Sam, uh, Sam shaking your head. Like, did, was there any conversation though after that? Like, did you go any further? Like, any dialogue further as to really what was at the root? I guess of that was that just his family's experience, or was that just something that you was like, oh, you know, no, you just left it alone? Like, no, he's trying to protect just, me. I'm leave it. Well, Mike's not accustomed to like Sunset Towns and stuff like that. And uh, you were, no, no, you were, no. You were no, like in Biloxi or something like that, Because he's not from the right, South. Mike? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Proud You're at Biloxi, right? <laughs> I'm above the Mason Dixon for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we're used to that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm used to like, because I'm from Texas. So mm-hmm. there are certain towns that I can't even, we can't even drive in. Right. You know, um, or... Uh, like I was going to a like state playoffs or whatever in Texas. And I remember we stopped in, I want to say it was Maxdale or something like that. Now, mind you, Maxdale just had an incident from dragging a black man through the street, like parading him through the street. Wow. Um, this had to be 94, 95-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we ended up just making a pit stop, fueling, trying to get some snacks or whatnot. Right. And then it went from like, two of the others to like a whole mob wow. and basically they were letting our coaches know like your boys better not get off this bus wow you know wow. or you know something's gonna happen to them it's crazy right yes, uh, same yeah. thing uh, i was in louisiana because yeah. my, my father was in i'm like a third generation um in the service and while we were there like not even 10 miles down the street we were playing a, a basketball game against uh the ritter or something like that and it was like doggone pitchforks and torches. I mean, we dusted them, don't get me wrong. Right. But it was a, a multi, it was a diverse team that we had. Mm-hmm. And they were upset that the team was diverse, wow. you know, and, and probably that they got smacked down from this diverse team. First team, too. yeah. So it was no like <laughs> dapping anybody up. We had to make a straight beeline uh, to the bus. Game you know, over. Just, <laughs> so we're on the way home. Yeah. And the, the crazy part about it to go what Mike was saying, like in the army, they always say that you know we don't see color, we see green. Mm-hmm. And that's like total BS because like there are barriers there. Mm. You know, they as far as six years ago, they stopped taking the DA photo. So if you're trying to move up in the rank, um you have to make sure that your evaluation is squared away. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we used to have was a photo of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And like that image is in front of all of your senior leadership to sit there and see. So they just took that away over the past couple of years just to make it fair, mm-hmm. per se. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, they, they take out your race. They take out your photo. 
Um, there, there's things that they do now that weren't in play beforehand to try to have that balance. Because if I'm with a whole bunch of peers and I see my boy up there, you know what I'm saying? I would be like, you know, and they probably still have these talks too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now I'm more susceptible to like look to my left and right, right. my other peers and be like, yeah, we got to, we need to go ahead and promote this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's crazy. You know, you know, it, it's, it's funny how you suppress a lot of memories until things are said. I, I must because I see, I see you. You were sitting <laughs> yeah. there the whole time that they were talking and I'm watching. I can see in your mind and your hand going. You, you kind of, not to say, look, bro, look. Therapy is, is needed, but look, look like you. You've been holding on to things. You know, and I didn't even I didn't think about this until Mike mentioned Mississippi. Mm-hmm. To boot camp, I went to a school in Mississippi. Okay. And uh, you know, if you didn't have watch, you were allowed to leave the base. But mm-hmm. I knew, well, you know, we were told you get back on base. Either you get back on base, or you get in your hotel room that you rent for the weekend. Before the sun go down. Mm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yep. I mean, and that, I remember that. And that so that that was that that was really a reality that yeah. that a lot of a lot of our men and women have <clears throat> probably experienced. And like you yeah. said, mm-hmm. some it, it becomes a repressed memory. Um, a repressed. You know, until until you have, you know, conversations like this. And, I, and I'm glad that we're able to share that, um, because this is something that, like myself as a citizen who hasn't served, these mm-hmm. are things that. I, I've never experienced, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've probably experienced it uh, on a different level, um, coming from New York and different things. Um, so it's totally different. But I'm glad that we got a chance to share that. And I want to go a little bit further because I'm curious to know, just in a quick synopsis, you know, Black History Month celebrations. Because a lot of times, you know, we we, we look at the cor- the corporate world today. They come out with um, they roll roll out their best um, colored person to be the face of Black History Month, and it's going to make it all better. So I'm just curious for, to know for, for you gentlemen, you know, being in the military, what was Black History Month celebrations like? Did it feel kind of like corporate America? Well, you're laughing. So, uh, you know, was it was it similar to that? Or was it kumbaya? Like, like what was all of that like? And I, I'm going to go ahead and start with, I'm going to start with Mike on this one. There was none. Period. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do they? Wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 let me have it. Let, let him have it. Let him have it. I, I, I know where he's going. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Because I mean, it, like from MLK Day in January, that was one thing, and then now when you got into the month of February, it was just like, oh, it's Black History Month, right? And, and that was it. That was a degree. Like, I acknowledge that it's the month. <laughs> and um, from that, it's like if it wasn't taken up personally or right. the conversations weren't started, it just wasn't something that was supported by by uh, squadron, by command. It mm. was it was you, you might see they, they they might throw on fried chicken in the, in the <laughs> charcoal. Seriously. Like, so, really so food Friday. Right, so Friday. So so food Friday. Make it feel good. I, I, thought they black, I thought they stopped celebrating Black History Month for a few years. That's what I thought. Really? So from yeah. the time that you were in woe, because I mean, you <laughs> no, nothing, no. nothing happening no, at all. Period. No, 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 nothing no, happening. Nothing, nothing okay. whatsoever. And, and it continued on. No. They said they, they threw in a soul food, food Friday. What they threw some chicken and, and watermelon on the menu. You know, just, they didn't even, just because, no, no. See, they didn't even do that for us. 
Not on the ship. Not on the ship. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Nope, nope. Uh-uh. Didn't even happen. Didn't even. Okay. You know what? Every Friday when we were out at sea, we'd have lobster and steak. I mean, uh, crab legs and steak. Uh-huh. Even though the steak, the box on the steaks, I mean, the uh, on the steak it said fit for human consumption. But on Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah, on Thanksgiving they tried to feed us chitlins. What? <laughs> yes, oh, they did. Yeah. Every Thanksgiving they tried to feed us chitlins. Yeah, uh, but February consumption as well, or y'all just right. have to believe. Feeding <laughs> 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 you test tube meat, like yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying. It, the box of steak said fit for human consumption. Okay. Yes, uh, but yeah. Right. Uh, February rolled around. February was just the shortest month of the year. <laughs> there was no uh, no recognition of Black History okay. Month whatsoever. Okay. Uh, uh, nope. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. All right. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna move on then because obviously that did not translate. Well, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. I, I, I got you. And okay. like, um, Mike, when did you come in? Uh, twenty. No, that's when I left. Two two thousand eight. Okay. So back in the 90s, we actually did celebrate. And it, like Mike said, I think it's based on the unit that you were in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my first unit was uh, 18th Social Support Group or 18th Personnel Service Battalion, um, predominantly people of color and everything. Okay, okay. So when it came to, I think two things had to happen. One, you needed to have a really good EOL or EOR, which was your equal opportunity representative. Because okay. they were the main ways, there were the main ones to take care of certain events like that. Okay. Um, and I mean, shoot, I've even participated. I was like an MC back in '98, I want to say, <laughs> uh, for uh, our Black History, you know, observance. I guess you want to say. Okay. Um, I think what happened with the turn of the century was now it's easier for me to sit here and just push out an email about Black mm. history and yeah. do a quote every once in a while. Um, you know, but like, you just don't, you didn't hear about it unless right. something came up, you know, it wasn't right. observed unless some, either somebody had, like I said, you had to have a really good representative to sit there and make that push to acknowledge it because mm-hmm. we will acknowledge everything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. When it came to, uh, uh, Mexican heritage month, uh, Pacific Islander month, right. um, you know, they, they key in and they focus on it. But then when it comes to just your black history, you know, unless it was us that was in charge of it, mm-hmm. then it started disappearing, you, you know, start fading out. So like, say, as you mentioned before, units, squadrons, and, and just in general in the military, you can see it as a microcosm of cities. Mm-hmm. So it depends it. on who's in office mm. is what agenda is gonna move forward. Yep. And overall, like there may be a, a push where the big blanket or the country, so to speak, is making a movement, but that's very slow. So the experiences will change greatly. Mm. And sometimes there won't be anything at all. Yeah. It was a turn after 9 11. And I'm not putting it on 9 11, but it's like you start getting so focused, so war driven. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like all the other, like I said, everything else is just a mission, a, right. a mission. But it's like, let's focus on the mission that we have right now. And the thing is, is that like the army hasn't even really bounced back. They try to they're, they're working on their diversity and inclusion, but we've been so far removed from it right. that don't nobody know how to react or don't nobody know what to do. So it mm. just becomes a regular month until you get to like February 28th or 29th or whatever. Then you roll rolling right into March. 
Right. And then it's a different topic or subject. We done, we done moved on. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's too late by then. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, yeah, I, I got something to say, but I'm going to wait because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you're gonna you're gonna bring politics into this. Oh yeah, well, well, that's and, what. Yeah. It's like, fun, it's funny enough that you bring that because I, I wanted to get that aspect because our armed services falls under a lot of political craziness and and, and you know how politics play and how our government moves uh, shifts a lot of things and I want to switch gears on that. Um, you know, what do you feel about then? about the current state because i know from the time that you all served it was different but yeah. in its current state you know it, what, what do you feel as far as it relates you know, to people i think i think things have definitely changed because of uh the pre that we had mm -hmm. but i know uh again in the late 80s and you know to the mid 90s when you know when i served it was your commander in chief mm -hmm. your commander in chief you serve your commander in chief. It wasn't a, you know, what his political standpoint was. It was right. you served your commander in chief. Right. You know, but now it's become, I feel that it has become so political. You know, January 6th, they've had a whole lot of veterans and active duty members mm -hmm. that were caught up in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree and, with that. That's why I. Because I, I just think that shift from your time, and, and you know, Mike and Sam might be able to say something different, but I do really think that, like you said, I know some other you know veterans that have talked in the same manner, like you served, you know, your commander in chief, but now it's yeah, it's a political game or a political yeah. ploy at times, yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's caused the disconnect. And I'm curious though, even if you could, well, just talk a little bit from your time. What do you think, though, that that's done for our people, though? You know, when I say our people, I'm saying the black culture, the black community. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that that's had any further impact on, on our community as a whole? Of, of for course. Those who serve? It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it has. It, it, it has. You know, because, you know, when I was there serving, you know, serving your country as a black man, you know, it was like a it was like a privilege. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, oh, yeah, I'm a black man in the military. Yeah. But yet and still, a lot of us went in. We had no other options. Mm, good point. Good you point. know, good point. right? We went in because we had no other options. Mm -hmm. You know, it was either go to military or you're gonna go to jail soon. Mm, good you point. know, but it was yes, I was proud to serve in the military mm -hmm. back then. Right. But I, you know, if I had to do it today, mm -hmm. it, I don't think that I would have chosen it. Not that's today. It. Not not with today's temperature. Not that's with today's very, climate. No. That's a very that's interesting. Like, the ignorance in the with the part of that was I felt that we we're all here for one reason. Like we're mm. here to either either you inherently want to defend your country, or you just wanted a better life, and this was an option. Mm. Right. Or right. The other right. option was going that that um that jail route. Right. So at a certain point, it's just like we're all here. We're we're just getting ready to be war fighters. And we don't like it in unison. And that mm. really does bring people together, in, in my opinion. Now, when it deviates, is like when you have the free and idle time. Right. And then start thinking about the nuances and start leveraging privileges. That's when the racism started to become more inherent. Mm. So it was like the more the more time away from tech school, mm -hmm. the more time away from basic training is the more that it boiled down to the basic training. We have time to think about what color you are. You got to run. <laughs> you gotta do, you gotta do, <laughs> right. You know, right. You know, 
um and then during the deployment was kind of similar too like if you don't if you have a real heavy deployment you don't got mm. time to, to worry about what color you are it sucks for us unilaterally mm. uh, we just mm-hmm. want to do our job and go home mm. and yeah yeah exactly time would always pop up that's when that's when the issues would pop up um, yeah exactly to bring in the touch yeah. on on the politics too there weren't any major um lack of a better term like any major black issues that happened in america Mm-hmm. other than obama getting um obama becoming president right right so at that point it it was relatively vanilla right <laughs> right, right. I mean? <laughs> straightforward everybody just doing the thing nothing really there there weren't any um there wasn't anything to be enraged about with the racial tension right um the racial tension came in at a quite a um again a covert Mm-hmm. level when when um barack obama became president because it's like it's hard to really say that this is an issue when this is an hour right 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 it, it was because people were saying you know what not gonna serve a right. black president president I, and right. I, I do i'm not serving a black president right. he's not my president because mm. he's black you know but i think that between the between the uh the uh what's it out in california the uh watts riots okay okay and the uh oh man oh boy that just that, that got beat up uh Jersey back Jordan. in the day no 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 rodney no no king. no rodney rodney king. King. Rodney king. between yeah. but riot the watts riot and rodney king there really mm-hmm. you know wasn't much going on and then after rodney king it was the oj thing you know what i'm right, saying right right and then it was we really didn't have even though and and i say that only because we didn't have the internet. Right, there were things. We, there were things going on. Right. We just did not. We only know about our local things. Right, but you didn't you know, know. You didn't know it nationally or globally the way exactly. that we do now with social media. Exactly. Yeah. Media I mean, I mean, come. You know, back in '87 when I went in the Navy, mm-hmm. I would not have known about what went what went on in Memphis because. I didn't live in that area. Right, right. It, I it would not have known that. Localized. It was localized. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know, right. now with the internet, with right. internet and cell phones and videos and everything it's is put out exploded. there now. Put out there, it's yeah. exploded. You yeah. Say that, yeah. Oh yeah, that comes in with with the military thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It just further exacerbates it. If you don't have anything, if uh, there may be times when you're so busy you don't catch up with the news. Right. but it will collide as soon yeah. as you get that free time you, you get it all in stereo about you know hey this is what's going on this is what's in current events because um at the time when barack went into um barack obama went to office i was in germany mm. so even with that i was pretty separate from what was happening domestically mm. and um so when it came into racial issues Right, those right. did they subsided a bit as well because everybody was pretty much lonely everybody mm. was away from mm. their families they could either use that loneliness to say that there is an accountability for you know if they do something they don't have that that uh domestic pressure right, to sure. say like oh, i got to do this for my neighbor or you know i'm going to be judged like this or these right. rules apply so on and so forth um now when it came into barack obama being president 
I'm having Germans telling me that, you know, aren't you proud that you have a black president? I was like, I was proud before. You telling me something that I'm not even really that aware of. <laughs> right. Trying to educate you, you or something. What I just did? Like, you ain't proud about these six months I just knocked out? You tell me I'm proud I had a black president. That I don't see him. And this is really real to me right now. Right. And this, this when it came to expectation of this is this is, you know, what it what it should be. And right. similarly, like right in line with what you're saying, well, we get hit with so much information really quickly. And and then with it, there's an expectation of a response. Response. Side of that, yo, hip hop culture, right? Yeah, hip hop culture. You know, a lot of us probably, well, not a lot of us. A lot of people probably didn't think hip hop would still be here almost 50 years later, right? So let let's keep that real. But you know, for for our generations coming up, you know, young, old to to where we are now, mm -hmm. it plays a vital role um, in our mm -hmm. culture. But I'm curious to know, like, as we move forward, you know, we we like to think that we're advancing as a community, but you know, is hip hop still as important to our culture? And it has it done anything to better our movement or cause, or has it actually hurt it? Yeah, that one. Who uh, wants to go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's let Mikey. Let's let Mikey be younger. Let's let him start this. Let's let him start. I want to see where this goes. One hundred percent. That's a perfect demonstration of us not taking advantage of the thing that we created, and then, mm. some, and then another group took advantage of it, and then now we just follow along with it. Right. Um, in that, how many, how many of the originators of hip hop are in positions of power to determine where hip hop is going, other mm. than to continue performing it? Right. So that helping that affects the content. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. like what yep. we're actually what's actually happening in hip hop yep. and also it affects the um the longevity the sustainability mm. of these yeah because yep. um we see it now where we got legacy acts that come out and it's, it's kind of hard for a legacy act to come out and speak speak uh positively right. speak progressively right without just doing the hits and yep. that's kind of that that minstrel show type deal. Yeah. But it's like, how long could you do that before saying that like I could do the hits, but really I have a message for my people. Right. And also, when you're in contrast to what current hip hop is at, you, 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 you don't have the spoonful of sugar. They don't want yeah. to. Get <laughs> no, you don't have the energy to figure. You don't have the energy. Exactly. Drill. Exactly. You know, you're, you're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make it into the strip clubs, nope. even if you have a positive message. And you see, even some of the current rappers now. They'll put in a positive message through because they've done the time in the drill, in right. the trap, right. in the in the um the, the strip club music. But it's still I feel like there is a high detriment mm -hmm. to the music that is continually ingested. And I love rap music. Right, right. right. As candy, knowing the effect that it has. Um, so I feel like it's a it's a detriment right now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Even though I partake, it's like it's just yeah. It doesn't give that that continued wholesome nature that I remember from hip hop, where I could have backpack rap, conscious rap. I could have my my yep. want to go to the the club, want to yep. dance. All yep. that could, could yep. exist in in parody. Right. Versus now, there's a heavy bias towards towards things that are not of benefit hmm. to to me or the generations um, following me. Following me. Um, I think it was Jim Jones. I was watching the other day. Uh, he was talking about how again the industry we've allowed the industry to capitalize so now everything is analytics right mm -hmm. everything is what do your numbers look like on the internet or what yep. does it look like on social media mm -hmm. and not to take anything away from people who are being signed because they are artists but you know he went on to say is that but that music is temporary you know they're looking for these one-hit wonders and they're not really building 
uh, artists anymore like the Nas or the Big or the Snoops or you know Pac, the whoever Jay-Z's. it was, right? The Jay Z, yeah, yeah right? exactly. They're looking for these one hit wonders, and he said, really, at the end of the day, you know, and I agree. Look, I'm not mad with your music. I'm going to the club. I'm bumping yo. Your music is bumping. I'm I'm not in my head. He said, but they're one hit wonders now, and that takes away from the music itself, the art itself mm-hmm. on how it was created. Um, and I, I just had to agree with him. And that's why I really wanted to ask this question. Because to me, right now, we're at a point where the culture, I believe, is not helping anymore. It's no. not putting us in a place to still have our foot or have a foot in the door mm-hmm. anymore. I think uh, it, it's moving us further away from having any positive impact to our music. And I'm, I'm going to put a pin in it there. Sam, you, you have something you want to say? I think the problem is that hip-hop was organic Mm. and like like you said we had all these different yeah all your different regions and everything um 2000s came along and then all of a sudden hip-hop became it's it's commercialism but now the question is like how far are you willing to go to get to where you want to be you know um and it's the same sound like i don't know i listen to a lot of shade four or five i ain't trying to plug anybody or anyone um but like, uh, and I mainly listen to it for the talk, but you know, of course they have to play music and when they play music, like everyone sounds the same. The you same. Mm-hmm. They just got a the different same. name. It'll be a, a different a, tone. It'll it's be a, a y- it, It'll be a YMB and then it'll be a YMB blue or a YMB <laughs> black. Or, a little, or a little this. Yeah. Yeah. A little this, yeah. a little that, right. Yeah. Y- yeah. YMB young boy, but it's like their cadence, their flow, their message is all the same. And that's where we get away from. And like, I'm afraid of hip hop because you do have like, you still have your underground stuff. Right. That still is conscious driven. Um, that still, you know, flows. Well, it, it flows smooth. It's, it's something for you to like, because, you know, work wall, like you said, you're, you're in certain moves, you want to listen to certain things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but like, I'm just afraid that. I'm not saying it's an untapped resource, it's just a hidden resource. And I'm afraid if that commercialism hits it, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's going to get convoluted, convoluted just like with everything else. Yeah. So it's just tough right now. Tough right now. That really leads me, though, to this question, though, because that bag and, and that struggle is about black voices, right? We talked about the culture, and now we're going to talk about like recognizing black voices and our leaders, mm. you know. and where are and and because I've asked this before or or in in the first episode, you know, talking about the church, about the black leaders in the church, but this period, um, in in your opinion, you know, where are and is there a space still for you know black voices and black leadership, and where are they, or do you feel that there are any left? There, there's there's a, a major void. No, I feel like the leaders are here. They just, they're, they're like at the cusp, but they don't have the support. Because mm. I mean, like one, if like, if somebody's really saying they're a leader, that's already my first flag and maybe you shouldn't be. Right. Because like somebody wants to step up into that position, usually people exalt them into that position and say, you got it, move forward with this. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like as as like a, a community, we're really exalting the people who have the right idea without Good their point. fear of being torn down by the same people that built them up. Good you point. know, so I feel like our leaders are here. They're just in kind of a remission. I like that. Well, I like what he said, because see, I, I tend to agree with that, with Mike's point. I think they're here, but the same people that 
uh, want to exalt them because that's how it happened in the past are the same people in our communities that is that are quicker to rip them down. So I, I and I agree with Mike on that one. So I, I'm interested in what, what you and uh, Woe and Sam have to say. Well, you know, a, a leader without followers is just a man on a walk. Hmm. You know. Okay. Okay. So uh, I I feel that there are leaders out there, but they don't know how to reach the hmm. the this generation. Hmm. Good point. Because this this generation is making a major impact. Yeah. In the world. Mm-hmm. And we need to reach them, mm. and we don't know how, Man, because because we feel that you know what we're, it's like it's like you know we're stuck in our ways. We feel this this is this is the way it should be. No, it, we need to learn to speak their language. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like to call ourselves the old sage. Well, we we the old we the old sage in the room, and a lot of yep. times we don't know how uh, to talk. Uh, we don't know. How to we talk don't know how to exactly. talk to to uh, our millennials. <laughs> yes, because uh, yes. you know, look, I yeah. did it this way, and this is how it's done. The, and this this is, how is the way it should be done. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we yeah. I, I, I will agree with you on that fact. We, our communication is terrible, and sometimes yep. we just need to get our old, I mean, our old self out the way. We just need <laughs> I mean, to move to the left because left. because they're doing their own movement. True. I feel that they're not doing it. The right the way right because way. they have because they 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 need guidance. Yeah, they need guidance. Right, right, right. You know, they need because this Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. That's not us. No, it's definitely not us. That's them. To, you know, that is them. 100%. But they need guidance. But we just need to figure out how to guide them. I like that. I like yeah. that. Sam, Sam, I see you shaking. Um, I see you shaking your head back. What, what what you have to say on it, Sam? <sighs> I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> let me see. So, leaders, do we have any? Yes, but I think the issue with current leaders is the fact that I'm, I'm trying to choose my words lightly here. I, understand. I, think, I, I think the issue with current leaders right now, like like we said, everything is manufactured right now, and instead of the problem that people don't want to get behind leaders is the fact that they have their, instead of helping the people or being that servant leader, they have their own agenda. Mm. And if their own Mm. agenda isn't accomplished, the next thing you know, they pop smoke and disappear. So like they're becoming a rarity now that's out there. Hence you have the issue with leading our current generation because it's a dime or dozen. And then I don't really think it's the message that's that needs to be changed or needs to be reached to a younger generation. I just think that it's that acceptance to listen hmm. because without that, then that's where you have that barrier at, hmm. you know, um, it's been several times that I sit and I just talk, um, and especially in my office, because like I'm the only I'm one of the few people of color that's in a supervisor type of role. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people that come and talk to me just based off of my real world experience. And right. Um, but you there there's a gap, you know, um, because it's like some folks just don't want to listen to us because mm-hmm. they might not want to. They don't think that they will ever experience the things that we experienced before. So right. it doesn't pertain to them. Or if there's certain things that's going on in the world 
that they feel it will never reach me, whether mm. it's location or just uh, experience. Like I would never come across that. So it's like, I don't want to say it's like, like give up or why talk is just a different audience. And sometimes the only way that they're going to learn is like that trial by fire. They sit mm. there and they experience it themselves. Right. I think the reason, and then there's doubt too, you know, uh, you See, brought up like yeah, church yeah. and pastors and everything, and I start shaking my head because I start thinking about the Potter House and Creflo Dollar. We got to mention no names now. We ain't got to mention no but, names. But it's, it's the same. I'm not going there. I'm going to leave that next, <laughs> in that conversation. Whenever you had that next conversation, make sure you put me on it. <laughs> but that's where that, that's my whole point about a servant leader. Like, ain't none of these folks servant leaders it, it 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 paints a picture we talk about hip-hop and how it paints a black eye or a disdain mm -hmm. with what's going on it's the same thing about these leaders yeah, that like we have like it's your job to lead us it's your job to help us with this movement mm -hmm. and then because of their own agenda like yes helping yes. people get put on a back yes. burner yes so it, it don't nobody want to follow them. Now. Nobody want to follow right. them. Now. And and I think I think that we've had some leaders, some black leaders in the past that have been assassinated, mm -hmm. and they were mm -hmm. followed because people believed that mm -hmm. they were representing the movement. Movement, right? Exactly. And then we have you know the some some leaders that tried to be leaders that were following those leaders. They people see them as more as a you know, like you said, Sam. Uh, they're following their own agenda. agenda. Right. It's not the agenda. They, they don't, you it know, they don't good. feel that they're sacrificing anything for the right. movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like there is that. Like, and then that's the difference. Those aren't leaders. Like, there should be definitive names between the mm. two. Because right. there are some people who they have an agenda, and it might be mutual, but it's a yeah. one-time go. You know, say like their agenda is to build a school, and they want to build a school because they want passive income. Can right. the school benefit the community? Cool. Let's do it. Let's now, do I don't want to take this person as being a leader for the, the ultimate interest of the black community, but, you know, they have a valid point. Right. Um, so I feel like it's like leadership is something that's, that's special. That's bespoke. You don't come by leaders too yeah. often. Which yeah. is right? true. And so um, like finding somebody in that in that position, I even think I'm thinking about like, for instance, earn your leisure. Right. Mm. I feel like that that movement is in itself as a concept is leadership not just one specific person, that they are moving the black community forward by through um, economic growth, mm. right? And it's nothing but here, here's how you get informed. They do have an agenda where they look to to sell more of what they're looking to, to you know, like more specific. Right, specific tools, yeah. Mm -hmm. but most of it's free. Yeah. You, you, you only do that if like, if you if you listen to what they say in uh, uh, just on a free channel, you should be able to, to, to change some things in your life. Now, as far as creating a unity, if we had something that had that type of leadership in other aspects, then we can get it because that's another response to the way that kids get it now. It's a little quicker. Right. And it also has to be highly digital. It right. has to be um, consumable in a way where it, they don't feel like this is foreign. And they're foreign, not totally yeah. Like you had mentioned game earlier, if you get it on the 30 seconds and keep hitting them with these little shots, you you have a better chance than giving them fifteen minutes a game at one exactly. seating. Yep. 
it, it doesn't matter how good the game is. It's right, the, right, the, right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's not how they're used to getting it. Mm. So I feel like finding that that middle ground, which is, is going to be a two-way thing, is like for some of our STEAM leaders and even our STEAM, um, our STEAM community drivers, like people just with good ideas mm-hmm. and, and want to change something, them reaching down and figuring out the best way to communicate and also with our younger generation really uh, leaning into these these people in the local community because it's one major part of the the internet is it's like oh i can touch everything but everything. Hey, i'm not really a part of it either yeah right because right it is, right uh, temporary right. so if there's something that's accessible mm-hmm. and then you can say like i'm here in this digital space but i all am also regional mm-hmm. and then you can get that in the more things I, I feel like that's kind of bridging the gap with the, the communication styles between between yeah. some of our yeah, guidance, very point, very guide, uh, mentors, you know, like mm-hmm. leaders, and, whatever and, you want to call and, it, is different. And I think I think that's what we are lacking. We are I think our our society is lacking mm-hmm. mentors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so let me ask you so before you say I say you mean the society as a whole or is it specific to the black community? Black community. Okay. Okay. Black community. Okay. Because you know it's like I guess it's like, you know, you look at the, and my experience is you have a white community, mm-hmm. you know, you have these white people that has this money, mm-hmm. they will find someone and bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you don't really find that in our community. True. True. You don't find that. True. I mean, because, you know, the uh, Black Wall Street. Yeah. If we it. were to do that yeah, today, it would be phenomenal it would be very different mm-hmm. you know uh rosewood yep you know it would be so different today but who's going to do that so let who's... me and i don't mean to cut you because i so ladies and gentlemen you got to go back and listen to uh the previous well series the second part of this because we talked about that and i had i walked away with so my question too was why doesn't that happen or why hasn't that happened and the one thing that I walked away with, whoa, is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear. We, fear. We live in a world fear. now. So even though we become more successful, uh-huh. you know, they want you to believe that, you know, you're making more and you're doing more. But mm-hmm. on an individual level, right, no one's going to step out and take take the forefront because, one, you have too much to lose now. Right. Uh-huh. The fear of losing all of that is, mm-hmm. is greater than anything else. But also the fear... What has history shown us is every time that we've made an, an advancement as a community, we've been slaughtered, mm-hmm. we've been burned down, but it's all been taken away. I, I understand so what you're saying, fear. Dame, but I, I, don't, I don't think that that's the problem, but you that's okay. just me speaking. Okay. Speak, I speak, think it ahead. is fear, fear amongst ourselves. Mm. Okay. We, can't, we can't trust each other. That's okay. It. That's okay. It. We can't trust to each other to get to where we need to be. Okay. It's yeah. not the fear of what's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. It is, I don't trust you enough mm. to mm. to to bring you on with me to create this mm-hmm. because I just don't trust you. Mm. I don't Man. trust you because of the color of your skin. I don't trust you. So we're, we're back to the to, to the crabs in the barrel. Exactly. The reason they do not put a top on the on the crab <laughs> in the barrel because they don't have to worry because about the crab that gets up, they're gonna pull them, back, pull them down. back down. 
They gonna pull them back down. I don't. I don't. In, in today, in today's climate, I mean, to, to, the way the, the way the world is today, I don't think we have to worry about. We build a community, mm-hmm. and the white folk come and burn it down. We don't have to worry about that. I yes, really don't we think do. That's the problem. No, 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 I, no, 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 I, no, no, I, no. I, yes, I don't think do. that that's the problem. Yes, I don't think do. that. I, I don't. I don't think no, that's the problem. We're in a time right now where you don't have to do bloodshed. Like if, if blood is shed, everybody loses. So it ain't gonna be that way where they gonna come and burn it down, but it definitely ain't gonna get off the ground. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. it ain't gonna get off the ground. It can still be burned to the ground, but like 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 tactics and warfare, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't have to. If I'm gonna affect you, I'm gonna affect your pockets and everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with right now. Like you know, I could I could kill your character. I could remove your finances. I could foreclose or condemn whatever you're trying to establish, and that will hurt you more because you're trying to cancel culture. Cancel culture. It's not. I'm not even talking about cancel culture. That's a different topic. But I'm just talking about hurting you, where it's affecting you and your livelihood. Mm-hmm. So that that's what's happening right there. Mm-hmm. So it's just but, a but more strategic way. Say again, but Sam. But no, Sam, but that's just it. Right. Killing you would make you a martyr. Exactly. You to walk around looking disheveled. To yeah. remind you look, yeah. you, this is what's going mm-hmm. so, I mean, that, that's, that's a new wave right now. So, like that—that's the movement that we're at now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I but, can, Sam, I but that's the thing. If you've got, if you've got these black people that are, you know, in a in a higher tax bracket mm-hmm. that right. can fund these banks and everything, then. We won't have that so, problem if if it's if it's black money, black money but, creating. So, so what you talk about, well, so like I, I use that same example. Like and look, I don't know Tyler Perry. I don't know Oprah Winfrey. I don't I don't know Steve Harvey. Magic Johnson. Nancy, so, yeah. So, and, and I pose that to, to a, another set of friends. We were talking about something similar like this. Well, why mm-hmm. haven't they done it? And I had to come back to the same thing, though. It's fear. It's the same thing that we're all mm-hmm. talking about because one of the things that I remember um, back when Oprah was at her her peak, and uh, I remember her. She went over to England and she bought out like whatever this famous um, I don't know clothing store or whatever. She bought it out, but when she showed up, they denied her entry because she was black. Uh-huh. So if Oprah Winfrey, with her own money, at the pinnacle of who she was, everybody knew who she was. Global. If the establishment can still show you or knock you down to let you know, hey, uh uh-uh, this is not for you. So then the fear kicks in, right? Because I'm thinking, because I've said for a long time, why haven't these powerful people done exactly what you're talking about? Because, again, that's Oprah as an individual. But but again, why, why can't she know Steve? That's Harvey. one of our top black but, women, though. But, but, she knows, <laughs> but they all they all have she's the still, same she's still, the my, she's still the minority, though. Just think about it at right. this level, yeah. too. Like and we're talking about like sports and everything. Oprah, yeah. Everybody else on the way down. Think about sports and think about all these different teams that have been come up to buy. And right. think about the Tyler Perry's, the Ushers, the, mm-hmm. the Eddie Murphy's, the Magic. Magic is right. the only one. Who who's doing all right, but shoot, he still has to share that with somebody else too. Right. Because right. he has ownership of the Dodgers, he has ownership of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, he's he's got there. his own, he's got his own uh what's but the name he, of that company that he he, he he doesn't he doesn't own like full rights to any of these teams. He has right. to go in with someone with somebody because yeah. 
he know that he can't do it by himself by because he probably did. And people looked at him funky and was like, but that's the thing. That's the thing because he, he's, he's going in, he's going into this. He's going into this with, with white partners, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have the, the, um, the United States has more millionaires than any other country mm -hmm. in the true. world. But it negates you know? the fact that, like you said, you just said, like, if we have all our black millionaires mm -hmm. get together uh -huh. and try to come up with something, then we will be all right. But the question that is the fact that we won't because because we don't we, trust each other. It's not the fact of trust. It's the fact, again, of that backing and that actual ownership, ownership of yeah. it. Why do we need why do we need backing from Don Blacks if we got the money? But hold on, but how are you gonna establish it though? Like that, how did how how how, how, how whole thing down? But you ain't gonna get rid of a team if you know your homies are in there too. So if you got a if you got a team and you can't, you gotta have that allyship because you know that if it's all black, that's an easy target. We ain't okay. ready for that, especially at that wait, high level. Well, I, I agree with you with the trust component though. But I let, agree let, with you that we have we have deeply ingrained trust issues, and it comes from slavery, and it's been a good point. I was gonna say over yep, time, over and over and over and over. Yeah, in the, in the ways that that um Sam was talking about, you know, like oh they're gonna they're gonna disenfranchise you, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna yeah, blackball you, everything you broke and there. But, now but, you are a walking billboard to yeah. why you shouldn't trust somebody else. Don't be like that dude. Don't work with that dude. Don't work with that woman. Because now you're, you're going to look bad. So if you get any money, don't tell anybody about it. Because but, one thing, you, you know lack community for that but reason. We're, because it's like, but we're it's able like to do that. Bag with people shooting down the range. Because if you get too close, then it'd be like, oh, they're going <laughs> to drop a grenade. And it's all over. Yeah. But we're able to do that. Black Wall Street did it. Look at look at Central Park. You know, and that's, you see that, how that, we, that. We're, we're, even at a time when we don't need to do it. Because like there are people who got together and made black wall street type moves like even as he don't tyler perry as much as you want tyler perry created damn near yeah. uh, hollywood city yeah. and so like it's like you could feel it anyway he is recreating it's just not directly and inherently as an economic basis yeah like, he does have families who are eating off of it and they're living yeah. i mean but yeah. living off of it black yeah. people to run run that compound that he but, has but the thing so is, is he's in a but he he's the one he is the one who is advancing off of this he's the one who's enjoying the fruits of well, that labor only him i mean he's right. hiring he's hiring <laughs> black people yeah but he's I mean, hiring you know, but but this goes but why, why? conversation about a leader i'm not looking at tyler perry to be a leader for the black community but as far as an agenda that we can get behind and say like this is working for black families and this is bringing for black communities cool but i do not i'm I'm not gonna look to him to just be like, all right, what do we do with this now for the next two hundred years? And and I, I, I think I, it all it all I think it all ties in because I think we're all all of these are valid points. All of us have valid points, and I and I love the perspective of it. But I I, I do agree on a lot of different. So I, I would like to see him do more, but like like Mike just said, I don't expect him anymore because yes, he has done something that hasn't been seen or done in my ever. lifetime ever, ever right? Ever. But the Ever. reality of it too is though, and this is where, and, and I don't want to say, well, the, the crab in the barrel mentality, but the statement of, you know, he's the one feeding off of it. Well, he should. Because we live in a capital capitalistic society. He's providing right. for others, so he should reap the benefits because that's what white America has done for so long. So I don't, I don't have any problem with him benefit, but I would like, what I would like to see is more of a conglomerate. That's what I'm saying. Now, him now that and I others, agree with. 
Yes, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That, him, okay. not just okay. him, not just him. But if some, if he, if if others come in and do the same thing he's doing, or doing right. something that will benefit, I mean, that part I agree with. Now, yes, that, I, that yes. part is what I yeah. agree with. I would like to see yeah. more of a conglomerate movement, right. exactly, uh, of of similar actions that can mm-hmm. help have more of an impact in our community. Impact in our community. <laughs> so look, man, look, look. It's been it's been a great conversation, and as we come to the end of this conversation, gentlemen. I just want to ask, and I'm just going to ask this real, real simply. You know, it's been, we've been having fun, but I want to know in your opinion, and, and why is black history important to you? You know, and it doesn't have to be long, be short. Uh, and, if, and look, it may not be. Um, you know, I know some people that in our community that think that it's just a thing. You know, like we started out the conversation and in, in, in the service, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, so I'm interested just to know if you, if you have any input. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with you, because I see I see the eyes just turning. So I'm going I'm to let you jump in and, and take us out on that one. Black history is important to me because, as you all know, I have multiple biracial children mm-hmm. and. I feel that my kids just don't understand or realize the importance of being black, mm-hmm. you know? So black history is important to me because I want them to understand where we came from, mm. you know, raising kids in, you know, raising, raising even, even just straight black kids in Northern Virginia is very different yeah. because it's, it's a, you know, not, not unlike myself growing up in the projects in Georgia, they didn't grow up like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and even today I'm learning as, as I live, I'm learning more and more about how, you know, the black people contributed to the United, you know, and yeah. it's, but that's not taught in school. Yeah. And true. yeah, it's not taught in black, black, black history is, is important to me. I won't stay from. Hmm. You know, yeah, I can dig that. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. So, Sam, you know, what is what does black history uh, mean to you? I mean, black history means everything to me. You know, we started this conversation just talking about our service and everything. And to know that we had such a deep impact going back to like the Revolutionary War hmm. um, on to now. Um, like well said, these aren't textbook items that you find out. Um, So the more you deep dive into it, the more you become like appreciative of it. Um, But the the moment that we sit here and don't bring up black history, Mm. it's going to disappear. So we have to continue those conversations. Um, We have to embrace it, embrace it beyond just a month, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a 365 uh, yeah. type of topic. And yeah, like I said, the, the moment we lose, I mean, this is really all that we have left in, in today's society um, mm. with everything becoming so convoluted, like yeah. it'll disappear in a heartbeat. So you, you, you got you to gotta keep those discussions out there. Yeah. In order for us it, to demand equality, like history has to be taught. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Without question, without yep. question, without question. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you the same question: Why is Black History important to you? 
it's most important because we can't gauge our progress if we don't know what happened before. Mm. Um, so making sure we have a, a, a honest understanding of some of the hardships that we went through before, um, the progress that we made, being pri being prideful of that progress, and then knowing that we have a goal that is, is hedged against where we came from is quite mm. important. Mm -hmm. Um, also black history, it goes back to the pride. Like, I mean, cultural pride is all that it is to, to stand up and represent. So knowing some of the, um, the influences we've had in America, um, the influences we continue to have and, and we, we wanted that to trend is based on black history. So I think it, it really is the, um, I, I mean, it, it's just quintessential to, to have any to, to really get that will today mm -hmm. to press forward is to know yep. like where we came from and, and what we continue to do. Mm -hmm. And um, also to, to, to put some things in perspective at times when they say like, oh, it, it was better yesterday or it didn't have to do this. It's like, no, let's, let's know what the truth is. Some things <laughs> have got better over time and some things have got worse. Yeah. But if you don't have black history, it won't, it won't make sense. You'll just be saying things. Mm. Well said, gentlemen. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to end it with the same thing. You know, it's important to me uh, for for various reasons. But I think, you know, history we learn is really a discipline uh, and is used to help or try to help make sense of of the past and really understand how things have really come to be today. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, I think it's important as individual and I'm going to speak to men because we're, we're all men of color. Because once you know where you come from and who you are, no one else can define you. The system yep. cannot define you. Right. No one can tell you anything just because of your color because many of us come from greatness. Yep. Many of us are descendants of kings and queens. But once you understand that, there's no definition of who you are and who you can be. Nobody can hope, define you. No one can. And I hope that, you know, as we close out this episode, I hope those of you that are watching or listening, walk away understanding that. Put some time and dive into yourself. Find out who you are. Do not let the system, the man, or whatever you want to call it, define you because you're greater than that. And I'm going to put a pin in it. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and ask today's guest, just go ahead and if you want to leave any social media information, if you want anybody to reach out to you, if you care to have anyone reach out to you to talk, you want to talk service, they just want to talk because something that you said in here that maybe sparked a light for them today. You know, please go ahead and share your social inform, inform, social media information before we close out this great episode. And I'm going to start up top with Sam. Well, y'all know where to find me. Uh, Facebook, Sam Adams. Twitter, Sam Adams. Uh, Instagram, Osarge Gaming. Holla at him because uh, Sam be big in gaming, y'all. He he almost got he got me twitching to go ahead and get back into some PlayStation or something. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I'm ready yet because Sam retired now and he, you know, he's retired and moved on to something else. He got a little more time on his hands, but uh, he he got me itching. So uh, whoa, please do the same. You know, hey, I'm whoa. I don't do that social media thing. Uh, you know, I'm old school. But if you want to reach 
knows how to find me. <laughs> hey, look, he, 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 take, he take telegrams. He got a two-way pager. Yeah. He's doing the sky pager. He's like, and, and it don't work, so you can't call me. Don't worry. <laughs> and it don't work, so <laughs> it don't work. I'm, my bad. I didn't get that. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And Mike, yeah, same thing for you, man. If you want to share any information, man, it's totally up to you, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, man, same thing with the socials. I can't, I don't really, can't be reached. I don't even know if I want y'all to reach me. You know, Mike is cybersecurity, so uh, he can't be out there like that. <laughs> this is true. I'll take all Mike's inquiries and I'll filter them to him, and maybe he can back you by pigeon or smoke signal or something like that. <laughs> Look here, y'all, man. Look, brothers, I appreciate y'all, man. Love each and every one of you. I appreciate you taking time out to rock with me today and to rock with our audience, man, to share a little bit of yourself and, and some of this great knowledge and some of the things. And ladies, this is what we do on the regular, like. We probably could have sat here for about three or four hours, but yeah, uh, we could have. We, we could have, and this is what it looks like on a normal. Yeah, this you know is what? I tell you what, Dave. How about we continue this in March hey, on uh, our well, weekend? I'm, 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 going, I'm, going, I'm going to bring the cameras, and we'll sit down, and we'll just turn them on, and we'll just talk, and we'll act like they're not there. And I'm going, I'm going to have some great content. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do that in March. When yes, we get sir. But, yes, and we're sir. missing one tonight. You know, Dex, shout out to you, Dex, man. We'll get you on the next one, bro, when we just uh, <laughs> sitting back, kicking it, having a few beers and whatnot, and enjoying, enjoying each other's conversation and enjoying each other's uh, fellowship. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. You know, another great episode. Two mics up. You know, as you can see at the bottom, we will be returning for season five in April of 2023 on the Mogul TV Network. So I proud am, of you. Hey, man, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you all. And like I said in the beginning, I appreciate you all for your support. But real talk, uh, the candor and, and the straightforwardness that we have, you know, just talking to me about what I'm doing here on the show. Um, your opinions and your views mean the most to me. Uh, it helps keep me grounded. Uh, and I, I cherish that. So thank you. And don't stop because, uh, you know, somebody said to me the other day, oh, that's big, big time Dane. I said, man, don't do that. No, he just Dane. He Thank just you. Dame. And the people who and the people Dame. who know me dislike that because I can tell y'all right now, if I came in there and said that, y'all, if I came in introducing myself, these three right here, boy, they would eat me up. So, oh like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So especially me, especially me. I'd have got you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that the next time I see you uh, face to face. You know what? You know what? Hey, look, I'm going like, to be like, Mike, look, look, look at Big Time Dane right there. Hey, you know what? From now on, we're, we're, that's, that's what he's going to be called, no, Big man. Time Dane. No. Like, like you said in the beginning, it's just Dane. I'm all, it's that's just Dane. Dame. Just Dane. Yeah. I'm the same just guy. Just Dane. So, look, yo. Uh, yo, congrats please. on the four seasons, bro. Man, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, gentlemen. So that's big it, up to your to your two mics your two mics up family man big up to your hey, to your man. audience man big up yeah, love it I love it and appreciate it so go ahead and follow two mics up ladies and gentlemen online uh IG Facebook Twitter and YouTube at two mics up you can holler at me if you want to your man Dame D N Y D C on all social media 
if you're watching this, because this is on YouTube, this is not on Mogul TV, make sure you go ahead and you go down there, you go ahead and subscribe to the channel, go ahead and hit that thumbs up and ring the bell so that you can be notified by all the newest content coming to you from me here at Two Mics Up. And like we always do at this time, ladies and gentlemen, may you stay safe, stay blessed. Mike's out. And remember all many jobs.